poor mental health. Oh yeah, it, it affects one's mental well-being, and there's a lot of stigma around mental health. There's a lot of ignorance around mental health, and oftentimes, uh, you know, the best analogy that I got from Dr. Susan Forward was that poor mental health is like a wound. Yeah. It is a wound you just cannot see the wound, and so. In order to deal with it, you do have to open it up. You have to clean it. Uh, and oftentimes that is the most painful part after which you stitch it up and it heals, but it leaves a mark. So you may have the occasional flare up, but you know how to deal with it better as time goes on. Hello everyone and welcome to Chai with Rai, a life and culture podcast diving into the mindset and business of being a creative. I'm your host Rai and each week I bring you a guest or a fruitful message from the creative industry all while sipping and spilling some hot chai. Why? Because all good things happen around a hot cup of chai. Now, if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you are streaming this podcast from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast down below and share it on your stories on social and spread the word. It organically grows the show and connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before. And overall, as I always say, it just shares the love. Also, if you haven't done so already, you can now become a patron, aka a supporter of Chai With Rai, by signing up on Patreon for £5, or as I love saying it in this accent, $5.50. Each month your subscription will help support the show, but also get you exclusive BTS footages, that is behind the scenes footages and some extra juicy bits. I will put the link for the Patreon channel as well as all the other info in the description of this episode, so make sure to check that out. But as of now, let's warm up our cuppers, tag me in your stories, Pierce, and let me know what you're sipping on as you listen to this episode. And let's welcome into the chai room poet and writer, Amir Pierce. They've got a new book called Can I Escape My Mind? for which I will put a link in the description of this episode, so make sure to check that out. But also we have their husband, Amir, who is a brilliant cabaret and drag artist by the name of Lady Bushra, and also they host together a podcast called You Don't Love Me Boys. So let's take a sip. Let's dive right in. <laughs> so you're answering from each other's perspective, 10 seconds at on time, okay? I love asking this question to my friends, which is, it's apocalypse, okay? Imagine, because I've been watching Resident Evil recently, and I think it's like such a genius film so it's zombie apocalypse okay what three scale sets currently does armor possess possess not possess, possess me yeah so what current three skill sets do they possess where they're going to be able to save themselves and humanity at the same time so for example if i was to be like i'm really fast i can cook and i can cut a bitch okay yeah well he's um tenacious he's creative and he is um, extremely intelligent as well. Nice. Um, how uh, is your um, creativity going to save yourself and humanity? Just out of curiosity, I would be intrigued to know. My creativity? Yeah. I think of new and innovative people ways to kill people. So, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's an apocalypse. It's, you know, you have the survival of the fittest. So I'd yeah. like... You know, I'd like to psychologically get into the zombies' heads and be like, have you heard what the other one's saying about you? Do you know what I mean? That type of stuff. Just like what you do with drag queens. Yeah. yeah. Wait, do you actually think you'll be able to talk zombie? Like, is it going to be like an emotep sort of thing? Where have you watched The Mummy where he's like, emotep? He, well, he did say I'm intelligent and I am multilingual. So yeah. I easily pick up zombie. It's fine. There you go. There's um, a lot of howls and, do you know what I mean? Do you want to switch or do you want to do a whole round, by the way? 
because I can switch. Switching. Yeah. All right. Cool. Same same question to you. What three skill sets does Armour possess right now that he'll be able to save themselves and humanity? Go. He's a quick thinker. He's fast on his feet, and he has me as a husband to help. Wow. Crap answer. How? Not my level of organizational skills that I possess that organizes our life together. You don't have time to organize. No, hard work. Yeah, it's zombie apocalypse. How are you going to organize? The world is in chaos. time for the present moment. (laughs) As Oprah Winfrey would say. There's always time to organize. What are you going to do? Like, this zombie doesn't bring me joy. Goodbye. Yeah, bury that. You just got to hide away for a bit. Find somewhere to hide. Yeah. And then you've got to make your plan. All right, back to you. What? are three conspiracy theories that Ahmed is really into. <laughs> Which you, you, you um, he's not really into this one, but he loves pushing that he's into it about the earth being flat, even though he doesn't believe it at all. <laughs> he, he loves, he just loves pissing people off with that conspiracy theory. Because... I can see Manhattan from here right now. <laughs> <laughs> he people up. I can see it. Uh, conspiracy, more than that. I don't, I don't I don't. I wouldn't say you're a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but like I, I have an unhealthy obsession with cults. Yeah, so it's uh, not conspiracies. Like he loves watching stuff about cults and learning about them. Yeah, I'm not going to answer you. You're not going to get a straight answer from me. No, I'm very that. And you asked for three, and he's only giving you two. I know. You know what? I understand how this game is going to work now. It's going to be by so your rules. Right I'm so pressed for time. Let's <laughs> right, yeah. the quality of the answers. Let's just call it rapid round. Let's just call it, yes. you know, let's just do that. Come on, Karan Johar. Rapid fire me, <laughs> this, is, this is how this came to be. It was Karan Johar's coffee with Karan, chai with where I came to be out of that. All right, Amir, go. What was the question? Three conspiracy, oh, conspiracy theories. Um, he thinks that pterodactyls are still alive and they're going to come and get him. <laughs> he also... He also believes Madeleine McCann is alive <laughs> and that before he dies, he's going to find yes. her. Yes, find out the truth. And the third one, that Tories are trash. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Because <laughs> that's conspiracy. Because that's fact. But um, no, th- I can only think of two. Yeah, um, I've only got I two. personally believe that as well, if you believe in the two-pack and Biggie. I feel like all famous people just don't die. There's an island somewhere. Do you, what is the Bermuda Triangle? I feel like they're all going there. Well, that's been debunked recently. Apparently, it's just an odd magnetic field. Wow, another conspiracy over wow. here. Yeah. This podcast should be just about conspiracy theories now. That would be great. Michael Jackson's alive, though. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? He's, he's I mean, just... everyone's told him, Don. Yeah. Yeah. But he's alive. He's, like, fully alive. Imagine if they've just had, like, face transplant or something like that, and they're living, like, average Joe in, I don't know, Buckinghamshire or something like that. Well, do you remember the time you went to a fashion show wearing a burqa? No comment. <laughs> What's, he better work. What's stopping him from doing that now? If they found Osama bin Laden in Pakistan, they can find Michael Jackson in a burqa. Do you know what I mean? It's all possible. They could do. And there's always doppelgangers, so people could just be like, wait, is, <laughs> no, wait, that can't be. They're dead. So, hey. all right, back to you. You have a £5 million deal with Netflix, okay, work. to do a show with both of you, and it's called You Do Love Me. Get it? You don't love me, you do love uh-huh. me. Okay, because it's a complete whole thing. What are the three things that Ami's going to spend that five million pounds on that you both, by the way, has just have just received? First thing he's going to spend it on is property. Okay. Um, you know, completely, completely, entirely invest it into property. He's telling me that. Like, oh yeah, the, the second thing he will invest it to, even if he doesn't think he will, he will buy cars for himself. He loves cars so much. Mm-hmm. And he just 
absolutely adores Cars. And the third movie <laughs> offend it will be on um, the people he loves. So he will ensure the people he loves um, are well looked after. What does that entail? Like, does that mean like 10 grand, I'm going to write you a check? Or does that mean like... No, it will entail like, I will um, buy you a property and then hire you as part of my team. I will make sure your kid is put through private school forever. Oh, wow. Which is going to be one of my questions because you guys famously say in podcasts that you guys can't keep friends. And I thought, is that a joke or does that is that the reality? Well, the, the no, tr- we the- can keep friends. We do have friends that we've had for, I mean, you know, my some of my oldest friends yeah. I've known for like 10, 12, 15 years. But yeah. I think being these sort of micro public people coming from the background that we do, people have an inflated view of who we are. And so then they struggle to keep up sometimes. So like we've had some friends who had similar aspirations to us in terms of being podcasters or being artists. And, you know, then when they saw how much work goes into it versus how often somebody recognizes you or applauds you, it was kind of like, oh, actually, no, we can't, you know, we can't be, I, I can't be a part of this. And then it was like a slow departure of, you know, we're two different people or maybe we've changed. We haven't changed. We've just been living more and more our truth as each day goes by. And I think as you, I think as we continue to live our truth, I think it's been a struggle for some of our friends because there's been gay, but then there's been, you know, gay in the public eye. Yeah. And that that's very different. And that's difficult for some of our friends that maybe weren't out or couldn't deal with that. But also some of our nearest and dearest friends that we've had for years and years and years, we kind of keep out of what we do. Because yeah. people are crazy in this world. <laughs> they yeah. will find your friends and they will message them and they will say horrible things and things such as that. So that works really well for us. Like one of my best friends I've known since I was like 11. Yeah. And he's walked here anyway. I have rules. I don't know if you guys now have rules as well. Like certain things I just know. Like in terms of my creativity and certain things like that, I'm willing to share and willing to talk about, but certain things are off limits because they're sacred to me. Oh, 100%. Share nothing until it's done and dusted and it's out there. Well, we'll talk about that. All right. Switching the question. Similar thing. Five million pounds. What three things? First of all, he's not taking the deal due to the writer's strike. Hashtag we're all in it together. (laughs) This is a reality show. (laughs) Secondly, uh, oh, yeah, because reality is all reality. Have you ever... Anyway, we won't even even get into that. I think what he will spend it on is probably whores and bitches. (laughs) Then I think he will probably get into the hardcore drug scene <laughs> and then the rest of it will be spent on a bitter divorce with me. Yeah. So are you... Good... Really spend it on what would you really spend it on? I don't think he would spend it. <laughs> would you not? Are you a same... He'd be like, I'm just the same person. Like, just leave me alone. I probably won't even know where the money will go. <laughs> okay. I'll probably save it. Yeah. I'm like, this is for a ring day, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the who's in charge and of the money? And then I think he'd probably buy me something nice, like a piece oh. of jewelry. The thing is, I think our answer would be the same. I'd, I'd love to spend it on you mm-hmm. and stuff, but I would be like, babe, I don't know what to do with it. Help me. Yeah. Like, can you can you just invest this and sort it out? Who's the logistical one out of the two of you? I know you hold the title as the stage mom, but like, yeah, who's the logistical one? Like, who handles finances and stuff like that? I think we both do it equally. I think. Li- I think. Yeah. Well, I think like. We we make we make our own money and we keep our own money. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We don't yeah, we don't follow any heteronormative rules when it comes to <laughs> make that crap. We are our own people. 
until one of us becomes an absolute multi-millionaire, then things change. But like, no. yeah. I'm we... not the dizzy housewife who can't yeah. raise children on her own until her man comes home with the check. We don't do We're, we're both self-sufficient on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cute. All right. Last question. This is after <laughs> Karan Johar Dharma, Dharma Productions. What are three moments in y'all's relationship, according to Ahmed, that stand out as like, oh, the beautiful, the most precious things? And what are three things that are like challenging that y'all would, he would wish is like? Three things that stand out. One is due to be announced, which is probably the most proud I've ever been of his, of him. Wait, you have to say what I would say, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, You're according to him, <laughs> not according to you. Are you guys just doing this whatever way you want it? Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. Gonna... Right. Fuck the game. Yeah, so there's there's something that I'm in, immensely proud um, of him for that is yet to be released. So can't say any anything about it now. But it is the, the drug farm that yeah, apparently you're gonna do that he's inheriting from the opium fields of Pakistan. No, um, so I'm really really looking forward to that. Um. Uh, other moments, I think, when he passed his driving test. Oh, God. That was, I know that was a real challenge that you overcame. And um, apart from that, I don't know. Wow, nothing. There's too many. It's to so choose. irrelevant. There's there are a lot. Too many to choose from. Every, yeah. every, every day. Yeah. Every single day is like amazing, incredible. We have so much fun in our little life. Yeah. Um, what I'm proud of for you or what moments stand out for you? Mm -hmm. When I got married, obviously stood out. You know, we were the mm -hmm. first gay South Asian couple to ever get married in Bradford. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was kind of iconic. And that was also a moment that we managed to, to reach that milestone, you know, through all the adversity. So that was, that was pretty cool. When he, oh my God, the first time we went to New York as well. Oh my God, this year when we did LA Drag Con, yeah. when you performed at the biggest LGBT Bollywood night in the world, yeah, you know, in Toronto, fun. that was fun. There's, mm. still, there's literally so many, like, I feel I... so blessed. Again, would think it's the first day that you met, but apparently that's not. Oh no, that was not it. No, no. It, it, also, if we didn't like each other, we didn't like each other at first. Yeah. But like, I also... know. But in hindsight, if you didn't have the first day that you guys met each other, you wouldn't be here right now, right? Yeah, I know. But I wouldn't call that like one of those moments because I think really, I think things are meant to get better as you move through your relationship and as years yeah. go by. Yeah. yeah. If you don't want to kill somebody the minute you see them, are you even in love? Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? <laughs> mm, great title of episode. If you don't want to kill someone, are you even in love? Are you even in love? Yeah. Hey, and with that, we drop our mics and we go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued to know this. Hopefully you haven't answered it anywhere else. The balance of being public personas. What was your inclination to become public personas? B, the balance of what you guys share. Because there's some things in your podcast and certain things that you guys do share about, like whether it's your personal life, whether it's stuff about your relationships and the balance of that and how you guys maintain still the fragility of your relationships when things like rather than things seeping into it. So for example, if you guys are doing a podcast and there's something really sensitive about it, how do you balance the, the sensitivity of that versus, whoa, this is for us too. And why did you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, you, you've asked, you've you've asked several questions there. I'll ask, and I'll, I'll answer the last one first, and that's just a media tactic, which is to pivot. So you say that is a very interesting point. Have you seen the weather today? Do you know what I mean? That's just pivoting. So yeah. that's just that's just something that you just learn when you sort of um, 
deal with media or, or interviews or whatever. But um, aside from that, I think our intention has always been to be open book. So nothing is ever off limit with with ourselves. We're currently just in the process of doing a small sort of fun project, which is going is going to touch on some sensitive uh, topics. And they were sort of like, you know, are you going to be all right, comfortable with it? And we're like, yeah, it's absolutely fine. You know, our intention is to put ourselves out there in order for more people to see themselves in us. And that in itself helps sort of normalize gay South Asians and help them get more accepted. So that's something that we actively do. And I'm pleased to say that we are somewhat successful in it. That said, you know, there is private life and there is personal life. So there is an element of our personal lives that we don't necessarily put out there. And, you know, we are one person just like everybody else is, you know, you're fulfilling a social role at the end of the day. And, you know, we are one one person when we're doing that. And then, you know, we are the same person when the phone, the camera, the microphone is off, but we're just, we just kind of, I don't know, we're just a little bit even more chill, maybe. That's the only, that's the only difference. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think we've progressed and changed over over the years, actually. It's, it's really interesting because when we did start our, our podcast, for me, I think over the years, as the platform has grown, the, the intent has changed. Yeah. You know, definitely for me, you know, we started it and it was like, oh, this is going to be a bit of fun. You know, um, let's let me pour a glass of wine out. With no professional equipment, nothing. And our friends will listen, you know, that was it. And then as it started to grow slowly and our platform started to grow, it was my, uh, our intention grew alongside it in, in the right way. And that was just to be like that positive reinforcement um, for people. But also like, honestly, just to kind of like have like a time capsule of our life and our love as well it, it, it truly is and you know we're not here like we're gonna save everyone in the world and we are activists <laughs> we're not we yeah. are two brown gay boys that fell in love and that post some pictures online yeah. and have a little podcast you know yeah. and and that hasn't changed even if the listenership has changed or yeah. people, people want to follow us that's everyone else's prerogative and decision to do that. That doesn't change who who we are no. at all. You know? And also, we're not ones to take ourselves too seriously. No. I think that that is what really helps us keep a level head with everything. Because, like, you know, some people get 12 likes and they get giddy. Uh, but, like, I just <laughs> think that's ridiculous. Whereas, like, with my mantra is, you're nobody and nobody cares. Do you know what I mean? Like... You could be the most famous person in the world and, you you know, if you become too egotistical, you're going to start avoiding certain parts of the world because people don't know you. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm literally, we're like, you know, all things, you know, keeping it real or whatever, like, I'm li- we're literally nobody. So, like, everybody stop screaming, chill out. Do you know what I mean? And everyone's, you know, a, a person <laughs> having a spiritual experience on, yeah. on, on this planet and here to connect with um, everyone else. And, you know, anyone else's opinion or perception of you, it's not my business. It doesn't matter. It doesn't concern me. I'm, I'm here to live my fullest, truest, happiest um, life. And I think life is about fun. You know, everyone here should be like, let's go and have, let's go out there and have a ball. Let's just yeah. go and have some fun you know, and not take it too seriously. 
So I think that was one thing that was very apparent in like me listening to your podcast and just like me looking through stuff and having tuned into, was it during COVID you guys did your Instagram lives? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah we, did, we did a lot during yeah. COVID. So I I am always intrigued by it and I used to ask this question heavily when I started the podcast, which is I feel like firstly, we all trauma bond. I feel like as a lot of gay South Asian people or a lot of LGBTQ plus people, there's a lot of trauma bonding that happens with me and my friends and me and close people and I'm always intrigued by the perspective that we later on have in life like you guys not knowing a lot about you and I was even listening to one of your latest episodes where you talk about success for you Amir used to be like monetary things and now it's about happiness mm-hmm. and I was like that takes I know you mentioned therapy but there are certain steps in your life that it takes to get to that space and you guys just even like briefly talking to you there's an emittance of passion there's an emission of like fulfillment and contentment in you have and I'm intrigued to know when you come from let's say fragile space as opposed to saying the word trauma how do you get to that space and are and is there something if I was to dig a little bit deeper which is stands out to you whether that is an action or a memory that you're like that was a pivotal point where it took whether that is when you went to writing class with your sister and you started doing poetry or whether that is like the initiative to do therapy whatever it is is there something hitting um the worst feeling and really hitting that rock bottom um is i think the when the relationship with my mother ended and that was over i i think that is the worst it, it could have been for me um emotionally even though i didn't recognize it at the time and that did, you know, I, I went into therapy. Um, I had I was doing therapy just before that, actually. And um, it happened during that period, thankfully. But I guess I just became such a believer that, you know, you if you really push through the darkness, you do get to, to the light. And those are the hardest times. You know, when, when the universe is giving you obstacles to deal with, Mama, you have to push through them. You have to. <laughs> That is your time to push. That is your time to push because you know if you don't if you don't do that, you, you're not going to grow from it. You you gain tools in life to enable you to to grow from that. You know between that between therapy and truly, uh, I think I became such a spiritual person, and I really started listening to what the universe wanted from me and how to lead my life. You know through that through listening to the right podcast through reading the Power of Now, which absolutely changed my oh, life uh... and my absolute world and like I read it with such pure intent of wanting to change my life you know and and that's the thing you have to sit there and you've got to really break down your ego completely like rip it apart and be like I actually want to change my life for the better and it changes from you know what do I want to achieve as well to like who do I want to be like what kind of person do I want to be and I was like I want to be loving I want to be kind I want to be this I want to be that so I started putting the things in motion to to do that and, you know, it's, it's an everyday practice, you know, to do so and to stay connected with myself, with my being, being present and, and the world. And I've got to say, I live so much of a happier life for it. And I, I do know about the tools to tackle anything that life has to throw my way. And, you know, with that, I hope everyone can get there. I really do. I really do. And it doesn't mean life's not going to be hard again or something's mm-hmm. not going to happen, but I know I can cope with, with it better. Yeah. Do you want to add that? Do you want to yeah, I think for yeah. for me, the pivotal moment was sort of knowing and having an awareness of what is rather than constantly dealing with the symptoms of 
who I am. So, you know, whether it's having a disorder or whether it's feeling lonely or con constantly fatigued and tired or angry or having rage, having an awareness of, you know, who am I? Well, I currently am something or someone as a result of what has happened to me. But that, doesn't, that does not necessarily mean that that is who I am. I don't have to be that person. Having an awareness of what you've been through and, you know, trauma, the word, although it is, it is somewhat overused these days, it doesn't scare me. You know, I, I did have a traumatic past. I did have a traumatic, somewhat traumatic upbringing. And it can be quite conflicting given the fact that, you know, your parents are supposed to be your source of inspiration and love. And unfortunately, that is not the case for everybody, or at least it's very mixed messages. So I think for me, a pivotal moment was when I just, my drag started catapulting and that started to really take shape. And I was still doing a full-time job alongside it. And somehow I didn't have space to mask my feelings and I think they started resurfacing and obviously moving to Manchester being in a different environment I felt threatened and I felt uncomfortable and what I realized was that the constant fear and the constant conflict was what was actually familiar to me and not having it was actually was what was causing those feelings of panic I wasn't used to comfort and safety, at least in a mental state anyway. So, I, you know, I, I did a lot of therapy. I, uh, you know, The Power of Now, I'm currently reading it. It's a great read. But I would highly recommend anybody who's had a traumatic past pertaining to their upbringing, I'd highly recommend for them to read uh, Dr. Susan Forward's book, Toxic Parents and How to Overcome Their Hurtful Legacy. Really good book. And, you know, I pieced that together uh, with therapy with a, with a licensed ther therapist. Uh, and that was quite transformative for me. And I got to the point where I realized that things happened to me, but that doesn't mean that that is who I am. I also, as far as closure is concerned, I would say forgiveness. I think a lot of people tend to reason with their abusers and say, oh, well, they did that because, you know, well, it was so bad for them and maybe it wasn't that bad at all for me. And I think that can create a lot more pain. I think it's important to recognize what somebody did to you to be able to have that confrontation in person or, or you know, uh, remotely, what have you. Uh, or, you know, by proxy. But I think there's no harm in understanding as to what that person may have gone through themselves. But that doesn't justify what they did to you. It just doesn't justify it. That was an opportunity to break a cycle of abuse. And so I think I'm some, uh, you know, I'm somebody who's actively worked on that in terms of breaking that cycle and um, learning forgiveness, not to sort of accept what somebody did to you, but rather being able to forgive the situation and move on. That is what has been transformative for me. I think there's far too many queer South Asians who are stuck in the hurt. Mm. And every single time they open their mouths, God bless them, it is opening a can of worms after which they will feel better for half an hour, 15 minutes, a day or two, then it's back to square one. So, you know, that in itself is something that really does need to be addressed. I think there's a familiarity in that. I, mm -hmm. I was talking 
talking about this with somebody and I think you guys talk about like creativity and you talk about like manifestation not just saying it but doing the work as well and I think there's I talk to so many people and there's a familiarity in that that you just get attached to so in you releasing it on 30 seconds you do go back to square one but you're like oh it's a familiar place it's my yeah 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 100% and it is you know a lot of the the things that happen to us as far as trauma is concerned in my opinion you know I don't I haven't read a study on it but in my opinion it does manifest into poor mental health oh yeah it it affects one's mental well-being and there's a lot of stigma around mental health there's a lot of ignorance around mental health and oftentimes uh, you know the best analogy that I got from Dr Susan Forward was that poor mental health is like a wound it is a wound you just cannot see the wound and so in order to deal with it you do have to open it up you have to clean it Uh, And oftentimes that is the most painful part after which you stitch it up and it heals, but it leaves a mark. So you may have the occasional flare up, but you know how to deal with it better as time goes on. I think too many people will simply, you know, and we, we have had this where, you know, I remember I was doing a pride. I was walking uh, at a pride and there was a quiet area after which, you know, I needed my space. I needed my time oh, to yeah. recuperate. And somebody who clearly had a traumatic past came up to us. And, you know, quite literally disturbed the peace. And I could tell that they were tormented and they needed to tell us everything about their parents and how they're the best, but they used to beat them up and X, Y, and Z, yada, yada, yada. Full on trauma dumps. I can't do anything for you, babe. I really can't. You need to see a professional Mm -hmm. to be able to deal with these things. It is all fine and well, you talking to me for five minutes and then going about your day, acting like as if nothing's happened. I might feel shitty hearing your story for half a day. I'll get on with my life. But you're going to be in that cycle again and again and again. Even if it's not a therapist, maybe group therapy, maybe even a stranger who you know would have no judgment on you to be able to talk to them, talk through what you've gone through with the intent of getting better. Our narrative cannot possibly be how horrible our lives have been. It it is fatiguing and it is somewhat exploitative. There's far, you know, again, being an entertainer, being in the public, I, there are so many people that get in touch with me on a regular basis and all what they're interested in is how sad our story is. And I'm sorry, but I will not let my existence be summarized into a sob story. So what... I feel like that is the sensitivity of being a public persona, right? Where you guys are the representation, or there are so many that are. And what do you do? Like, do you, yes, you say you hear it, but do you like go beyond that and be like, here are the charities I would say to you. Here are the. Sure, sure. we've yeah. we've just um, we've just done some work with a really um, great charity. Um, I, um, uh, we just uh, did an interview with them rather, um, called uh, Wombat um, uh, Mental Health Services. Uh, which is an American-based charity. Their uh, their episode is coming out this Sunday. This Sunday. A lot of our listenership is in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you know they talk about specific challenges that queer POCs have as far as their mental health is concerned. And you know that's a small part. We have worked with charities in the past. There's you know there's multiple factors that can um, you know we, we're only two people. We can't change the world, but we do certainly signpost people regularly. You know we have personal friends who have gone through a similar journey to ourselves. You know I'm proud to say and pleased to say that we are there for them, and we are able to provide them as much support as 
we possibly can. But yeah, you know, there's, there, there is stuff that we have done. Uh, even in terms of brand campaigns, we're quite specific with the vast majority of, uh, of them in terms of why we're partnering with them and what message we want to bring across, mm. such as the Unilever campaign, uh, which was very important in terms of showing different intersectionalities. And that was in partnership with Switchboard, which is a very important uh, suicide prevention charity. So, you know, we do do work. It's just something that we don't sort of shout about all the time I suppose and you know I'm sure there's more that we can do yeah I, I agree with you I'm a massive this is an interesting question because I'm such a massive believer in doing good without having to showcase it all the time <laughs> I, I I I don't I don't care I, I don't care if someone says to me you have this many followers and you do this and you do nothing I'm like it's not first of all it it's not my responsibility mm. you know it really really isn't second of all I know I'm a good person and I know I'm doing a lot of good in my life for a lot of people and I know the universe knows that and that's why I, I feel like I'm blessed and looked after I don't need to shout from the rooftops about everything I'm doing I think that's really egotistical I think it's really arrogant and also I I don't care what people think you know as long as I know I'm a good person and I'm doing good that's great that that's that's what matters you know you have to follow your purpose at the end of the day and you have to do it pure and good intent I'm interested to know, by the way, uh, correct me the timeline and forgive my ignorance in this. Podcast first, and I'm meshing the two in terms of writing your Instagram and then Lady Bushra and then kind of like all mold together. Or it was Lady Bushra first, then podcast, then podcast, Lady Bushra, writing. Writing. Fab. I'm interested to know is what have you learned about yourselves? and about each other and about your love through all of this? I think I've learned our sheer resilience throughout this whole um, journey. I think I've um, realized and learned our our purpose, uh, especially my purpose. And I've learned what a positive future could look like for somebody who couldn't see beyond the age of 14. Mm, good answer. Thank you. I'm Lady Bush. <laughs> oh God, everyone answers. You know, I've really learned through this process how, you know, fate is truly real and, you know, destiny did bring us together. It mm -hmm. really, truly did. It's wild when I really think about it. And I've really learned that um, nothing's going to break us. We are so spiritually entwined with each other. Like, it is on another level, you know, we know what each other's thinking, what each other's feeling, every, every last nuance of each other. We are we are so entwined. I, I, I've, I've learned that we are like, yeah, we're, we're very strong individuals, very, very strong. And we're a very fierce couple. I know that. We're, we're, we're extremely fierce, you know. And I've also learned how, which I already knew, we, we, how hardworking and tenacious. And if, you know, if we want something, we, we're really going to go for it. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're happy to go for it. Like we will, we will move heaven and earth and blood, sweat and tears and work really hard for something. Have you, at the space that you are now, do you feel like you're now looking at the future and you don't need to tell me the specifics of, but are kind of like, I don't know if strategy is the right word, but in, in a business sort of way, being like, okay, this thing is leading to this. I think we should reevaluate the next five to 10 years and do X, Y, and Z or be X, Y, Z in order to get to that. Do you guys talk about that or it's like literally step after step after step? I think, 
Well, I don't. I don't think we ever say we need to be like this to to get something. I think the the thing you can be is your most truest, authentic self. Otherwise, you won't be living a happy life at the end. It doesn't matter how what you have, how much you have, or anything. You you won't be happy. You know. Yeah, I think in in business terms, it's important to be adaptable. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to have faith in your vision whatever whatever it is i think it's important to sort of go this is who i am this is what i'm going to do this is my product service intent whatever you want to call it right and that inevitably will inform something that resembles a, f a five-year plan i think five-year plans are somewhat overrated i don't think you need longer than a five-year plan i think also it should be fairly you know fairly sort of open-ended mm -hmm. loose whatever you want to call it. it it shouldn't be so rigid otherwise you start potentially going down a rabbit hole do you know what i mean so you, you've got to be adaptable in that regard and in, as far as sort of you know changing our plans and ideas yeah of course we do that on, on a regular basis let's say you know things come up you know there's a saying that you know you shouldn't pray for an opportunity you should pray that you're ready when it arrives mm. and that's very true it's mm -hmm. very very true you know there's opportunities that i've missed out on big big opportunities because in hindsight i wasn't ready for them and also like you get like a when when you see something that we might have done or something someone might have done a hundred notes became came before that yeah and, you know, don't, be too concerned, don't be too concerned with what other people are doing yeah. or how successful they are we all have different measures of success mm. um you shouldn't be too interested in the good or certainly the bad that other people are doing the good yeah celebrate success that's great don't be too engrossed in the bad stuff that other people are doing or what they should or should not be doing. Focus and worry about you. you. It will it will do wonders for your well being and for your uh, for your progress. And you've got to continue to like you know if you don't start focusing on you and you are worrying, you've got to talk yourself out of that. Yeah, you have to. You have to literally talk yourself, yourself every day. Bring, oh, no, 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 like no, we don't need that. Yeah. And also, us two are very good at being present. So you know, you come. It's obviously always good to have that plan you know, where you want your life to go. But being present is is the most important thing. Otherwise, you miss your life, you know? Yes. Those, those goals are great, but enjoy that journey. Mm. Have have the time of your life whilst, whilst you were getting there. Otherwise, it's just a oh. All right, rapid questions. Should we do Amir, you first, starting with Lady Bushra and then going into, like, a little bit of a philosophical sort of questions? Listen, you know you're going to ask us questions and you're going to no, get... you got to be rapid, you guys. you got to be rapid. Otherwise, you said 60 minutes. <laughs> I'm narrowing down my question, so bear with me as I'm looking through like the immense. No, rapid, rapid, like, come on. Yeah, Rokina. <laughs> oh, Lady Bushra. Okay, quick round. Uh -huh. Um, how did you create the world of Lady Bushra from an artistic pr practice? So, in terms of like the comedy and the lip syncs and stuff like that, and like the musicality of it, to the to the uh to the costumes and stuff like that. So that quickly. And if your name wasn't Lady Bushra, what else would it be? <laughs> if my name wasn't Lady Bushra, it would be Janine from accounting. I'm fully here to be in a blonde wig as a Caucasian woman. And my act would consist of coming up to people and the whole show would be about them being in a disciplinary or something. That's like, a number really right there. That's a great them. number. I really want to trigger them that way. Um, yeah, Janine from HR or accounting or maybe both. Maybe it's a small firm. Anyway, then... Uh, in terms of my drag, it uh, happened organically. I just had a, an idea in my head and I was like, yeah, what if we called a Bushra? Bushras in, in Bradford, they are the 
larger than life boisterous girls. So it's an actual term. It's like how people say, oh, don't be a Karen. People will, ah. will say, oh, you're such a Bushra. So she is that larger than life, um, over the top sort of girl. And I never saw an issue with that. I would, I was always drawn to Bushras. So yeah, I think we think they're icons. We are, we love them. So this is our little way of sort of celebrating them and shining a spotlight onto them. And so, yeah, that, that happened when we were in London, we were talking to a friend and they were laughing and I was like, okay, let's do this. And then in terms of the costumes, I love 60s Bollywood. I love the golden age. I love Technicolor. You know, when everybody had unrealistic skin tones and flawless skin, that is what I love. I don't understand why people are obsessed with reality. I need fake and imaginary, do you know what I mean? The fantasy. The fantasy. So I'm really obsessed with that. So I love doing deep traditional um, ethnic. ethnic drag. But I think it's really funny because it's, well, it's, it's funny in the sense that it's juxtaposed by somebody who speaks fluent English, albeit with a South Asian twang. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's something in it for everyone. Um, where does what come from? And I didn't say it right. I, I can't do it. Yeah, where does what, <laughs> if you have talked about it, I, I'm sorry to have missed that episode or missed that interview. Where did that come from? And has Bushra found a new lover or is she still attached to Tariq? So Bushra is very much attached to Tariq. Tariq is just that girl that she's with. It's a love-hate relationship. Maybe Tariq doesn't even exist. Maybe it's just in her head. We'll never know. Uh, in terms of the what is, um, I think it's just how some of the girls I grew up with used to speak. Really? Yeah, this would be like, what? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's just very normal. That was very normal, very common in Bradford. Um, so that's where it's from, like, really. But I did, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did, and I did, I did have a friend who used to always um, insist on how modern and forward their family was. And then it was only when we were no longer friends did I take a step back and go, oh no, he was like a male Bushra. So a lot of my character is actually based on how he was. Because <laughs> people were like, because I, you know, I, I had a, a varied sort of childhood. I did, you know, I've, I sp I've always spoken like this. I don't have a very pronounced Bradford accent, but everybody always says that my character is on point. And I was like, oh, I wonder why. And it's because. Art imitates life. Art imitates life, right? And it was based off this one guy I used to know who sounded like an absolute Bushra. Is there something that you haven't done with Bushra that you would like to do? I know you said that you would no longer like to do comedy. <laughs> I did say that, but then I ended up I in New don't York. think you should. I think you're great at the comedy. I'd gag <laughs> comedy, oh, especially the Harry Potter one. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> no, I, I, I did think of uh, giving up comedy and just taking drag in a different direction, but I've decided against that. In New York, didn't it? It happened in New York. I did. I was going to do... I, I was scheduled to do a drag Bollywood cabaret, which we did, it was really fab. And um, when I was there, the um, event, the people at the venue, they were telling me that it's the same venue that Joan Rivers had her uh, residency at. So I was like, oh, pardon? Is it the Laugh Factory? Uh, no, uh, Lowry Beachman Beach Theatre. Got it. So she did her last show there 12 hours before she passed away. She had a five year residency there. So I was like this, and she's my favorite comedian of all time. So I was like, this is a sign. This is a sign to say, and I changed a lot, pretty much the entire show on the spot. I was like, we're going to put comedy in this. And it worked comedy and it worked with really, your body really well. numbers. But in terms of something that I would love to do, um, I would love to do serious stuff. I think there's definitely a dark side to all of this as far as being a creative, being an artist, and even being a comedian's concerned. And I think it would be really, really 
interesting to see Bushra or me in drag exploring a dark plot or storyline not on stage but i would say definitely film and or television i would love to do something like that the thing about business or anything you can think of you would you would like to impart on someone but was never told be on time be professional these are things that i that everything has been said everything that has ever needed don't to be done has real. been done you don't need to reinvent it but um i would definitely say you know, it's stuff that people used to say. I don't hear them say it anymore. You know, you're only as good as your last show more often than not. It's important to be professional because sometimes the best time to get booked for a gig is whilst you're already at the gig. The person who's there may consider you for other things or if you're, you know, always give it your best shot because even if you're not successful for one thing, the very same person may think of you for another thing. And that is how uh, you get longevity. There's very talented people, even in the drug sphere, who are sat on their asses. <laughs> and, you know, knock on wood, that won't be me. I think it's definitely important to be nice and polite and professional mm-hmm. and punctual because at the end of the day, not only is somebody booking talent, they're booking somebody that they're going to have to put up with for a few weeks. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So they need to do the mental maths of, can I stand this person? And if you are somebody they get along with, then chances are they will not only hire you, but recommend you elsewhere. And don't get lost in the delusion. You're only known to a small section of people when you put on makeup on specific days. Chill out. Mm. Just chill out. (laughs) A thing about the LGBTQ scene that could do with or without. I think the LGBT scene could do with more drag shows by Lady Bushra. That is what it needs. (laughs) Go and produce them more. That is what every <laughs> that's what we need to get on board with. Yeah. What could we do with? What could we do? well I just said what could we do without? Nothing. Lady Bushra. No. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, a thing about South Asian culture that could do with or without. South what? Asian culture could do with continuing to be its true authentic self. Mm. There is nothing lacking in our culture. Mm. Um, It's perfectly fine the way it is. We do not need to apologetically anglicize, westernize, easternize, southernize our culture at all. We should be confident and comfortable in who we are. I agree. A thing you would like someone to take away with them, either having met you just for a brief second or known you your entire life. An STD. Ah. Um, a lesson. A, lesson. A, life, a, a life lesson. Or do you know what? Absolutely nothing. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. It, do, it doesn't matter. I might die tomorrow. <laughs> your favourite thing about yourself, either as a creative person or just as a you, and something you feel like is a challenge but you're continuously working on. Oh, I love how driven and focused I am. Uh, my my drive is absolutely mental. Do you know when it when it when it needs to be? Something that I am working on and continuing to work work on is my pace. You know, I've been and you know these things get passed down from your parents, don't they? You know, um, some of these things. It's that pace that I work at. Sometimes I've been so addicted to go 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 crash or go 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 go, and it's okay to be like, okay, I've got these ten things to do today or five things to do, but. I don't need to do them all back to back for like 10 million hours. You know, I can't have a break <laughs> in between that. 
and I can slow the pace down. You know, something as simple as my, my morning walks are used for like, I'm going to get my steps in, let's go, woo, hoo, hoo. And now it's like my, my pace is slower when, when I go out there. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the present moment more. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. I'm enjoying what I'm listening to. So, you know, being more present in that. And it's mm. an everyday practice. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, same as what you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you like about yourself creatively? What do I like about myself creatively? Oh, this brain. Or non-creatively. It doesn't have to be. What I love about myself is my rock hard. And um no, um what are... <laughs> rock hard what? <laughs> Wigs. What are you thinking? <laughs> um creatively, I like how where my brain goes. I love how I'm able to see the stupidity in everything. It's mental though. Mm-hmm. Like he will see something and I'm like do you know what I, I don't get what you're doing or saying or even out of some of our creative friends that you work with will say that about you mm-hmm. I don't get what you're doing or saying but you know exactly. what let's do this because we know th- we know the results can be phenomenal a challenge yeah, that I'm right. currently working on finding a balance I think definitely and seeing where that balance lies I come from you know the corporate world and the corporate world is very much Tuesday to Thursday 10 to 2 bit of admin on Monday, weekend, you're numb, and then back again on Monday. Uh, at least the world that I was in, and it's because I didn't align with it. Now I'm seeing things very differently because I do something that's so creatively fulfilling that it doesn't really feel like work. So then I think to myself, well, what is a weekend? You know, I can take time off whenever I want to. Do I want to? And, I, and you know, that that's something that's quite interesting to me. So that's something that I'm working on. If you looked in the mirror right now, words of wisdom you would give to your mirror self? You're sickening. Yeah. You're sickening. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Well done. Congratulations on evolving into a better person. You are better than you were yesterday. You are not that angry kid anymore. You are full of love, life, and light that you keep offering the world. Nice tits. <laughs> what is it called? Super Child, play with Rye. If you quick, by the way, everything quick, yeah, very quick. First thing that comes into your head, okay, this is you. You got this. If you were a movie, what would the original title of that movie be? First thing that comes in my head is Icon. Okay, give me the logline that will go on IMDb. <laughs> It's a movie that um, tracks the trials and tribulations moving from trauma to triumph and living a better life. Three actors that will star in it. I'm not good with actors at all. I'm not good with... Oh my God, him. He's starring it. He's an actor. So my husband will star in it. I'm starring in it because, hello, I need to star in it. Oh my God, I would love um, Shahrukh Khan to star in it. Because, I mean, come on. Give me, uh, if you were a drink, what drink would you be? I'd probably be basic chai. Okay, cool. If you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? Strawberry. Clothing item. Uh, clothes. <laughs> what All encompassing clothes. You would clothes? be in a... What yeah. clothing item would I be? Probably, <laughs> probably some booty shorts. Booty shorts, like pom-pom shorts. Yeah. All right. If you were a food, what dish or cuisine? Oh, nachos. No, no, no. Oh, let's do that. I'm going to be like pakore. Pakore. Yeah, why not? Because you don't know what you're going to get, do you? Pakaras. When you took them in. Pakaras. What would you rather? Cookies or cake? Neither. Rich or fame? Okay. Cake. Rich or fame? Oh, rich. Win lots of awards or win lots of money? Money. Netflix or Prime? I can give money to people. Do you know what I mean? You can't give awards. Oh, Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Jalebi or gulab jamun? Gulab jamun. Chamcham or gajar halwa? Do you know what gajar? Yeah, gajar halwa. Yeah, I'll take that. 
Biryani or dal? Biryani. Maggi noodles or nihari? Nihari. Chaan masala or national masalas? It doesn't. Chaan masala. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't use either. What? All right. This is called Can You Improv, though. I'm going to give you 30 seconds, okay? You can either pitch me an original movie. However, you have to include these three words that I'm going to give you in it. Or is he doing it now? He's going to do it after you. So I'm going to give yeah. you finish the round and then he'll go. So you can either pitch me an original movie, but you must include the three words I give you. Or you can tell me if you were to come up with an original drag. I know you're Shabana, but like... I'm not Shabana. Like you're not? <laughs> has that just that been... not be my drag. <laughs> I thought that was bestowed upon you and you now honor it. And that is your... Oh, no, that would be fun. That's <laughs> what I mean when I say we have fun. That's what we do. <laughs> All right. Okay. I just thought that you were, you know, you were doing it. So you can either pitch me a movie or if you were a drag act, which one? And then you have to include these three words in it. So okay. imagine I have like lots of money and I want to either hear a pitch about movie or either I'm going to hire you as a drag artist. So your, your words are love zone, apple and dotted. Which one are you going to do? Are you going to pitch me your drag act or are you going to pitch me a movie? Oh, I'll do, my drag, I'll do a drag act. Okay, your 30 seconds start in five, four, three, two, go. So my drag act is going to be performance. I'm on stage. I come out to Evanescence, bring me to life because I want to be brought to life. And it goes into going under. Then it goes into my immortal in which I have a letter, which I have a knife, which I open up. And I take the letter out. And let me just look at the chat. Where are the words? Where are the words? Where are the words? Um, I take the letter out and I take it out and it has a dotted line on it with the ellipses and I read the letter out and then um, I'm shooting an arrow into an apple on someone's head in the audience and then everyone dies. I didn't hear the word love zone, but I heard the word letter, so I'll take that. All right, well, fine. Well, Next we live one. in England. We speak English here. Thank you very much. Coming from you. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. <laughs> All right. If uh, if you were a movie, what would the original title of that movie be? Painfully thin. What would the storyline be in a sentence or two? A beautiful aging starlet continues to fail beautifully. Three actors that will star in it. Me, myself, and I, because nobody else will want to be a part of it. If you were <laughs> if you were a drink, what drink would you be? Black Russian. If you were a food. Oh no, you said drink. Oh, um. I <laughs> thought that was a drink. No, I thought I was putting in an order. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think if I was a drink, I'd probably be orange concentrate and water. Like the Iceland version? Yeah. Oh, I, I well, yeah. Aldi. I haven't been to Iceland in years, but yeah, Aldi. Okay, cool. If you were a food, what dish and cuisine? I would be an Italian pizza under the Indian cuisine category because it'd be spicy. If you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? What did you just call me? No, um, <laughs> if I was a fruit, I'd probably be a grape because it tastes amazing, but you will choke and die if you don't put it in your mouth properly. A clothing item. Sorry. What would you rather, cookies or cake? Cake. Rich or fame? <laughs> Rich or fame? First thing. Ne neither, I think. You got pick one. Pick one. Jaldi, jaldi. Uh, yeah, I'll be rich. What would you rather, win lots of awards or win lots of money? Well, if I'm getting rich, then I might as well just win some awards to top it off. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Dogs or cats? Bitches. Chalebi or gulab jamun? Gulab jamun. Chum uh, chum or gajar halwa? Gajar halwa. Biryani or dal? Biryani. Maggi noodles or nihari? Nihari. Shan masala or national masala? Shan masala. Okay, this is your pitching. You can either pitch me a movie or because I want to hear some poetry, 
you can either do some shiry. Right. I don't know. I'm not doing original, but I can. No, I can it has just... to be original because you have to include these three words in it. So should I give you your three words? All right. Your three words are jeel, salacious, and sansanahat. And you're going to do, uh, what are you going to do? A movie or a shiry? Do a shiry. Go on. Do a shiry. I'm going to try the shiry. Yes. Do a shiry. Do an ode. Do an ode to Amer. Oh, no. Please. It's, this is going to be funny. It's him. I'm going to do a haiku. Go on. All right. Ready? In three, two, one, go. Teal, salacious, sansanahat, river, thickening, quiet. Watch Drag Race season five, 28 September. <laughs> you got 10 seconds. Wait, 30. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Work, diva, fierce. The diva is fierce, fierce. and that is the T. Hunty. Because hunty, drag is slay. The boots. Boots. <laughs> we are very silly. That sounded like just a list of things. How dare you question my poetry? That was a haiku. That you know what? I, I will let the poet decide. The poet, what do you think? As someone who Beautiful. creates the world of poetry. Beautiful. It was. Yeah, it was done. Do you know what? He was tearing It's up. never been done. There wasn't a dry eye in the entire It room. was very unique. I was crying. She was crying. He was crying. Everyone died. There's going places that, you know, need to go. Yeah. No one's ever been to those places. And that is art because it compels you to talk. And because you are a pretentious Londoner, you'd pay good money for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd um, pay good money for me to sit in Colours Hoxton reciting that. I actually don't go to that. And I'm originally from Holland, so... Oh, you're originally from Holland? Yeah, I'm Dutch. Whereabouts, Where? whereabouts in Holland? In Haag. I... You don't know why I asked that question. <laughs> that is okay. Do you live it's in London? Forty-five now? minutes away from Amsterdam. How about that? Do you live in London now? I do. Of I course do. you do. Oh, amazing! Cool. Well, wait. I gotta. I'll ask my two questions before we get into Gupshop now. My last okay. two questions. My last two questions to you, which is. Everybody loves a rant. I love a rant. You love a rant. You get to rant for thirty seconds. However, you have to start or end your rant with what the chai. What did I rant about? Oh, really? You can't think of rants? No. I'm not. I'm not angrily or like mad at anything. No. I don't really rant. I kind of stay out of the world. Okay, both of you, both of you together, come up with something quickly. Thirty seconds. Both of you together. Got it. The thing that I, the thing that I would like to rant about is identity politics. I think that we are all spiritual beings on this planet having a human experience. We are literally created by stardust. I, therefore, you are the universe having a human experience. You're a part of the universe. You are not the clothes you wear. You are not your sexuality. You are not your race. You are not left wing or right wing. You are a human being. And that is what we need to get back to. What the chai. Thank you so much for that. We're trying to do t-shirts, okay? So we're trying to come up with merch as well. So what the chai will help. All right. Yeah. 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 Let's form identities. That way you can stop wearing that hideous fuel t-shirt that no long no doubt came with it's the comfy t-shirt. I love my fuel t-shirt. <laughs> I don't come for my fuel t-shirt, is what I would say to you. Is it nice? It's a very nice fabric. I love it. No, the, no, the, the, the actual product. The actual. Oh, food. I like it. It helped me when I went in Philippines. I thought I was not going to be able to like eat lots of vegan food. Ah. So it helped in that sense. Oh, wow. Oh, are you vegan? 
Oh, oh you, I'm so sorry. Put, yeah. the, put the clock back on. That's what we should really rant about. Well, no, there's somebody still who can rant. So go. What the child? No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. That was a. Oh, I need to run. What do I need to run about? I want to continue yours. Form identities. I think I think we get so addicted to form identities, like you were saying, and here we are. But I like your rant. I want I'm to, in agreement with your rant. I want to rant about Rai's hideous Huel teeth. I want to think about ranting. It is why are we ranting? ranting? Why are we getting addicted to this idea Who of ranting these days? Who's Let's, even vegan? Who you know, wears yeah, who wears Huel t shirts? Yeah, especially when they're not paying yeah. for a sponsorship. What's, What's going on? Diva. <laughs> Thank you. And then your last question, which I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with joyfulness, which goes on your brand. What is one thing you do for yourself that makes you feel joyful? And what is one thing you do for others that makes them feel joyful? Masturbate and record it. You like masturbating <laughs> with other people? You like masturbating with yourself? No, yeah, it brings me joy. And then when I record it, it brings other people joy. Nice. Where can we find you on OnlyFans? <laughs> website? And do you masturbate as Lady Busher or do you masturbate as yourself? <laughs> now, I, in all honesty, what do I do? I mean, what brings me joy is being creative. And what brings other people joy is my creativity. Mm. That's, that's true. Mm. What brings me joy on a daily basis is honestly the simplicity of literally just going for a walk and meditating every single day. It brings me so much joy to know that I'm here, I'm alive, I'm existing, I'm happy. I, I, I get to have another day on this planet having this experience, you know? That brings me so much joy. And the joy that I bring to others is bringing people together and um, continue to express that joy, you know? The, the, the people I have around me here, the friends that I've made, and I, I I know I've had a really positive impact on their lives and that, that makes me very, very happy. Um, and I can see um, the joy they have and the happiness and the trajectory of their lives change. And I think we all do that together. So yeah, very happy. You know, I didn't get to ask you, so I'll ask it quickly, which is the three books that you've been a part of. Are you still on the trajectory to write your own anthology or your own novella or? Watch this space. I hate that answer. So. What this space watch this space very you soon. are working on it right you are working like that you can say though right because i honey, honey honey when's this podcast out uh a month and a half or more oh the space will be watched by then yeah watched by the or watched by the time this episode comes out you'll be able to purchase something very special yeah. ah so there is a book coming out or a publication of some sort very God, the Dutch podcasters are very pushy, aren't they? <laughs> you got Well, everyone, that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed that. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you never miss out. And don't forget to rate and comment on whichever platform you're listening this episode on. You can also become a patron and a supporter of the show by subscribing for as small as £5 or as I love saying, $5.50 on Patreon. I will put the information of the artist on the episode and any of the links in the description of this episode, so make sure to check that out. But as of now, I will leave you as I always do. Breathe in and breathe out. Now I must go, which means now I must go. That is copyrighted and I will sue. <laughs> Until next time, stay curious. <laughs>